Hello, connoisseurs. On the ropes, a very anticipated episode. This is the episode that we have been waiting for because something big is going on this weekend. It's our WrestleMania episode. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so excited. We've been waiting to talk about WrestleMania for ages. A year. I've been ready for this WrestleMania yeah, since I this, saw my this, first this, one a year ago. This is your one year anniversary of being a fan, which is a big deal. I know. All right. I, if you're first time listening, I'm Ian. And I'm Trey. And we're just going to talk about WrestleMania. But first, I, I realized when we were about to record, we always go straight to business. Trey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm and doing he, pretty nice. Uh, job's going well. New job's going swimmingly, in fact. Awesome. Um, yeah, I can't really complain. No complaints over here. I'll ask you the same, Mr. Richards. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Better than I thought I'd be around this time because um, we were going to get into it. But for night two of WrestleMania, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. Which I'm extremely jealous of, by the way. <laughs> Washington, D.C. is my favorite city in like the U.S. I, I love know. it so much. I know. I've never been. And I'm going to be taking a trip with me, my parents, my wife, and my... The best man at our wedding, Joe. You know Joe very well. You you know all of them very well. I do. And my birthday is April 6th. Joe's birthday is April 15th. And my dad's birthday was March 20th. So since all of our birthdays are kind of within the same clump, this is kind of our three-man birthday bash, so to say. I would not. And I can't think of a better place to spend a birthday than Washington D.C. I'm not being sarcastic. I no, absolutely no, no. love that no, place. I know. I really I'm telling do. There is not a single metro area that I have heard so many people say as soon as I mention it, oh, you're going to love it. I haven't heard anyone say, oh, yeah, DC's DC's okay. Just avoid this part and this part and you're fine. Like if you were to mention Chicago or New York or any other major city, Detroit, God forbid, um, people would have, oh, well, that's it. It'd be really iffy. But DC, people's faces light up. Even people I never talked to, their faces light up when I tell them about the DC trip. So. I don't know what it is. It's not the atmosphere. It's just something, something different. You wouldn't expect it out of DC, but it really does have something going for it. It's nice. So, yeah, have fun. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And happy early birthday, because it's probably the last podcast we'll get to record but before you turn 26? 25. Five, dang it. You're really trying to I make was, me old, bro. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember <laughs> if you were one or two years older than me. I'm 23, so I, I'm young. And yeah. I don't have a birthday till June. Oh, I was thinking green. I was thinking maybe you're two years older than me, but no, I don't, uh, I don't hey, think I so. Hey, I mean, I can't say nothing. I keep forgetting that you're younger than me because yeah. we ended up graduating at the same time, but I had two senior years. So. You did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you spent more. Nope. Nope. No comment. We're going to. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to. Hold off on that Ooh, comment. That could be an episode all of its own yep. if we wanted to burn a whole not, lot of bridges. Not going to do that, though. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even give any uh, background as to why I said I feel better than I thought I would around this time. Because since I'm uh, missing a week of work, and it's also I work for a Presbyterian church, and next week is Holy Week in the uh, Christian calendar, the week leading up to Easter. So we have Palm Sunday coming up, and then they also have... Uh, Good Friday, Maundy Thursday, which I didn't even know was a thing. Don't know what that is. But yeah, okay. me either. Uh, <laughs> and just everything leading up to Easter. So it's a big thing in the Presbyterian calendar. They have a lot of stuff going on. And because I'm going to be missing a week of work and I'm the only communications guy, I had to do two weeks worth of work in one week. And thank God it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. 
Good. That's so, awesome. Yeah, they're not making you work remotely in Washington, D.C. or anything, because that um, would stink. So that's nice. Yeah, not like I had to do when I was in college on my honeymoon. Actual story. I was still, I had every intention of graduating before my wedding. And we planned the wedding around that. But naturally, the, the college had other plans and said, actually, no, you need to stay for another year. Mm. And we were in Colorado in our Airbnb little condo that we rented. And while my wife was taking a nap, I was on my computer with elevation sickness writing a script for some sort of video package. So, yeah. And it's the professor that you think it is. <laughs> Again, no comment. I plead the fifth. What's I that? What? Oh, oh, hi, WrestleMania. You're over there. Yeah, yes. yeah, come here. Let's talk about you. Yes. Um, <laughs> Please. First, about the only thing that's really noteworthy, and we usually like go into, go over what happened in Raw, what happened on SmackDown, any wrestling news, but this is going to be a slam packed episode of nothing but WrestleMania, and we are going to recap all of the storylines coming into all of the matches so you can get a refresher leading up to WrestleMania if you need one or if you're wanting to watch WrestleMania and oh well I you know I'm not really following everything that's going on I mean a video package can only do so much this will be your crash course we'll get for you up to everything speed. happening for WrestleMania 39 and I'm surprised 39. I remembered the number nope. because they stopped doing numbers and I'm still kind of pissed about it are they doing Roman numerals now is that what you mean by that yeah they used to do Roman numerals but then around WrestleMania Oh, God. Um, A few years ago, uh, several years ago, they ended up stopping with Roman numerals and it really ticked me off because I was learning Roman numerals solely through WWE. So are they doing the Roman numerals again now or they're doing it for the next WrestleMania that's going to be in Pittsburgh? Because if you look at the um, I think it's I think it's Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, my bad. I, I, it's Pennsylvania. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in Pennsylvania. I know nothing about Pennsylvania. I don't either. So, <laughs> I've been to gonna, Pittsburgh, but not to Philadelphia. But it's going to so. be happening there, and they've already revealed the logo. Beautiful logo with, like, the bell and everything. And on the bottom of it, it says XL, which is really suitable because it's WrestleMania 40, and it will be an XL WrestleMania yeah. because they're probably going to pack a lot into it. Can't wait. But, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Not get, let's not get ahead of that one. This WrestleMania is already cooking. Yeah. So let's yeah. take a look. But first, the only major thing that's leading up to it is on SmackDown tonight, when this is dropping, there's going to be the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I would list off all of the people who are in it, but it's pretty much everyone who isn't on the WrestleMania card currently. So why, why don't we list off people that we feel are the true contenders in this match? People that we feel genuinely have a shot of of, of winning. Okay. The uh, there's a few. All right. I uh, think there's a few. You go first. Okay. For me, I could see... Here, here's my pick. Are we wanting to make our picks and like who we think is going to win? Uh, yeah, sure. Might, might have as well. Have at it. Have at it. Yeah. Well, I'll list my contenders first. Okay. And then I'll... I'll list who I think is going to win. And I think it's a pretty clear-cut choice who should win. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, you have to have contenders. So I'm going to say Cross has, okay. a, has a shot. All right. You know Triple H likes him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll and get I'm him. hoping they end up actually doing something good with him. They've really been kind of butchering his character lately. His yeah. momentum's kind of been killed. I think Montez has a shot. Oh. And I would not mind Montez, to see that. A Montez solo run would be incredible. That's like the that's like the top tier of people who 
sort of have a shot. Could I see? I mean, is it Butch now? Is it Pete Dunn? Wait, what are? What, I don't know. See, here's by? the thing: when he got renamed to Butch, I was rioting because I loved Bruiserweight Pete Dunn. What's but let's, now since they've said his name is back there, Pete Dunn, I'm over here thinking I just got used to Butch. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's call him Pete Butch Dunn. I think Butch he's Dunn in the, he's in the lower category of people who could have a shot. Maybe mm-hmm. same with Santos Escobar. Other than that... You're giving way too many contenders because I think there's only one true winner. I was going to say, other than that, I think it's got to be... L.A. Knight. Yeah! I think that he is... There's a couple of reasons why. It's been rumored that he's going to get a push after WrestleMania anyways. I think this is a great launching pad for him to get that push. And two... And it would be a great way to make the Andre Battle Royal actually mean something. Exactly. But anyway, your your second one. The dude is walking charisma. He is literally he walking is. charisma. I have heard. And he it, is. It, it's just, it's insane the way he can control the crowd. And and I've, n- I've never seen somebody work a crowd and have them in the palm of their hands like that since early 2000s. I like, have it's, seen it's people say that he has the charisma and like the way he speaks and the way he carries himself. That people, that there are fans that see a mixture of rock and Austin in him. And for anyone else, I would say, don't you dare, you keep those words out of your mouth. No one will match their caliber. L.A. Knight, he has it. He really has it. L.A. Knight gets the crowd talking to him when he doesn't even mean to get the crowd talking to him. He just does it, you know what I mean? That's like he's not even trying. (laughs) And he plays the crowd so one of my favorite promos is I think it's like one of the first promos leading into his abysmal Bray Wyatt feud. Mm. Um, And he Mm. was he was talking to him and he was like saying something he was like saying something there and and they're like in the crowd says yeah and he's looking at him yeah yeah they say it back then he says shut Shut up up, I'm I'm talking. talking. I love that. I'm like yes! Get him riled up and then shut him right down. And the and he's one of those guys where he can play such a good heel and he's so fun that everyone wants him to tell him to shut up. Yep. Like that's 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 how I am with the Miz, where the Miz says, When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. I'm like, Yes, I want you to shush me. He's one of those guys that's hard to even classify him as a heel because if you put him up against a face, more people are gonna be cheating more people are gonna be rooting for LA to win. That's the oh problem. Oh my gosh. Like it's so weird that like after the pitch black match, you would think that like both Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight would both be just dead in the water after that. But somehow L.A. Knight came out of the trenches and it's now people are talking about him more than they talk about Bray Wyatt. As and now he's should, actually honestly. stuck around. Bray Wyatt's a wall now. So, And I mean, honestly, I felt bad for him in that whole feud. I, I mean, I enjoyed them going back and forth with each other. But like once I saw that pitch black match, I was like, this is a... Cluster. The aesthetic of it was the only good thing. Yeah, it was cool. Like I would love for them to revisit the black light aesthetic when it's a little more with a deserving, be- a better match. Yeah, yeah, yeah with more thought into it. But since we're talking about L.A. Night, um, this podcast came with perfect um, timing because we're recording on Thursday. It's coming up on Friday, and this morning, Thursday morning. It was announced on ESPN First Take. Yes. The actual lineup for night one and night two. And as soon as you sent me on Twitter that 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 was happening, my immediate thought was, wow, this podcast is going to be a lot easier to plan now. Because I was wondering, should I list the matches as far as order of importance or order of build? But then as soon as they said, here's night one and night two, I'm like, sit. Now we can go night one and we can go night two. Yeah. And... It's a lot better for me now because I know what matches I'm going to be seeing with you and what matches I'm going to be seeing with my family. Exactly. So 
makes a lot of planning easier. And there are some matches that I'm really excited are going on one night or the other night. Now, but before we get into it, I know we keep teetering around it over and over. Um, firstly, L.A. Knight, we were just, since we were just talking about him, um, one thing during the reveal of Night 1 and Night 2, they ended up saying that there were going to be a lot of surprises for this WrestleMania. You ended up sending me a, su- a surprise that you had in mind. I did. I definitely think that it's not going to be useless for him to win this Battle Royale. I think what it's going to be is Lashley on Night 2, given that Ray Wyatt obviously pulled out and is not fulfilling their feud, is going to come out and issue an open challenge. And I think that open challenge is going to be issued by LA, issued, sorry, uh, answered by LA Knight. And I think LA Knight's going to go over by beating Lashley, and that's going to start his huge push after WrestleMania. Which sound, which works perfectly because Lashley's kind of dead in the water right now as far as it comes to his WrestleMania plans. Yeah. So that was, and he has been teasing that he has plans for WrestleMania. Yeah. But they haven't been revealed. Can't have an LA WrestleMania without LA Knight. Hey, you know? hey, it writes itself. It does. Dude, if you end up, you, you've had a pretty good um, uh, track record as far as it comes to booking things. That happened. That, that, <laughs> that, that ended up happening. You I did that at the, Royal, the, Royal Rumble, at the Royal yeah. Rumble. You predicted every single mystery competitor, and it blew my mind. You said, you, you, said <laughs> Booker, you said Booker T, I think he's going to be there, and I think it's going to be, uh, I think Logan Paul is going to come back. Yeah. And you were right about both of them. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell did you do that? But to be fair, I casted a pretty wide net because I also said a bunch of other people that didn't show up, but I was right about those two. <laughs> Too. So, you know, you got to just cast the net wide and you'll eventually catch some fish. But that LA night plan is awesome. Before we get into Mania, one last thing. We're going to go over the WWE Hall of Fame um, inductions because there are there's one in particular that I really want to shed some light on because he's somebody that I don't think people talk about enough. OK, but we mentioned in uh, previous episodes, Rey Mysterio. The Great Muda, the Japanese legend, WCW for a short stint, but mostly in Japan. He was like the guy. They just announced recently Stacy Keebler, who was really big during the Divas era. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. I wish I could say more about her, but she was kind of before my era. Mm-hmm. Um, you also married, so you probably shouldn't say any more about her than me be. <laughs> but I'm not. So no, I'm just kidding. Let's go ahead. <laughs> You sound like Paul Heyman. (laughs) He's a married man, but I'm not. (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that, but yeah, that's exactly what that sounded like. And then we have the Warrior Award, which is going posthumously to former referee and producer for WWE, Tim White, who passed away in 2022. Yep. I also never knew this. He was the backstage assistant for Andre the Giant. Really? Which is a huge huge job because i don't know if you know anything about how andre well yeah that but i don't know if you knew about the life that andre lived outside of the ring he was always growing and growing and growing he was about yeah i need to send you a clip of um, jake roberts on joe rogan where he was talking about andre the giant and how like this is going to be it's going to be kind of gross but whenever andre was staying in hotels whenever he had to take a dump yeah. He had to use the bathtub because there wasn't any toilet that would fit how large he was. Oh, wow. And he just had to run the water and let it go down. And that's really gross, but that's the kind of life Andre had to had to live. And for Tim White to be the backstage assistant for him, that means another thing about Andre is that means that he trusted you. Yeah. If Andre trusted you, he trusted you with his life. So really cool for Tim White to be on there. But the one that I really want to talk about in the celebrity wing is Andy Kaufman. 
I don't know if you know much. Do you know much about Andy Kaufman? At I know he's a comedian. I didn't know he had any sort of uh, ties to WWE to begin with. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. So, this was back in the early 80s. I believe it might have been late 70s, early 80s, but it was during the territory days okay. when before WWE bought out all the uh, bought out all of wrestling and became this juggernaut in sports entertainment. Every single territory in the world had their own major wrestling promotion. So, Memphis had the Continental Wrestling Association and that and I have a very close uh, relation with this because my dad grew up watching that program every single Saturday morning. So he saw the, the, the big like the John Cena of that area was Jerry the King Lawler. And he also got to see people like Terry Funk, um, uh, Jim, Jimmy Hart, uh, the manager for um for the heart found uh, like the heart foundation the heart family or whatever it's a big family the hearts um and so many other stars that like we probably have never heard of nowadays but andy kaufman was the first person to combine the celebrity world and the world of wrestling together this was back when wrestling was a sacred thing kayfabe was rock solid no one talked about the people outside of the ring. When you were in the ring, you were that person. When you were in public, you were that person. If you had a feud, that feud was real. And people believed that there was no, oh, is it real? There's, it's got to be fake. Is it real? Everyone believed it was real. Andy Kaufman loved the business so much, he found a way to put himself into it and start a feud with Jerry Lawler. And the biggest part that happened during that feud was on David Letterman's show where Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman were on the show together. They start mouthing off at it. Like Andy Kaufman start mouthing off at Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler gets up and slaps Andy Kaufman out of his chair, like an actual slap. It's revealed that obviously they planned all of that. People on TV and wrestling fans, they didn't know. And this led to a feud that went on for like, I think 18 months. I might get that number wrong, but it went on way longer than anyone ever expected that it would. And Andy Kaufman was the very first to do that. If it weren't for Andy Kaufman, we wouldn't have Logan Paul. We wouldn't have Bad Bunny. We wouldn't have had the guest host era of Monday Night Raw, for better or for worse. We wouldn't have had the Rock and Wrestling connection with Cindy Lauper in the 80s. All of these celebrities who have such a close association snoop dog that has such a close association with wwe it wouldn't even probably wouldn't have been thought of if it weren't for andy kaufman and memphis wrestling so he should have been a first ballot celebrity hall of famer so i'm so glad that he's finally getting his due because no one talks about how great andy kaufman was to professional wrestling you know it's really really cool because i i genuinely learned stuff that I never knew. It feels like every day when it comes to wrestling. I never knew any of that stuff. I've I've watched some Andy Kaufman stand-up stuff before and stuff he does. He's a hilarious dude, but I never have known that. And he was, never very would have counter, known. he was very counterculture. He was really like subverting expectations and everything. It was like very wacky in the way he did things. Yeah, that's very, very cool. That's awesome. And I, I honestly... I mean, I, this is probably a stupid question because I just don't know. Is he still alive? Or oh, is no. He, no, no. He ended up passing um, a while ago. A while ago, so okay. That's why I'm saying this should have happened a while ago. Gotcha. But, uh, 
Well, rest it's, in peace. Yeah, it's just incredible. And I know my dad's excited about it because he was watching TV when Andy Kaufman was doing his shtick with Jerry Lawler. That's awesome. So, was he watching that live episode of Letterman when it happened? I'm pretty sure he was. That's cool. Yeah, because of course it was Jerry Lawler. I mean, how You'd could I mean for, yeah. imagine imagine if you got told that um LA Knight was gonna be on a talk show. <laughs> oh, I'd be there. You would be the first I will person be there no to tune in. What. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. uh, congratulations to Andy Kaufman, whoever's gonna end up accepting that award for him. It's well deserved. He really Maybe in, it'll in, be Jerry. In several ways. Hmm? Maybe it'll be Jerry. Guaranteed it's going to be Jerry. If he doesn't accept it, I mean, I mean, I mean, he'll probably be the one inducting him, no doubt. Yeah. But as far as it comes to accepting it, probably someone in Kaufman's family. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. But yeah. But no, it's just so well deserved. And uh, I mean, I'm just excited to watch him get inducted because it's been a long time coming. That's now, awesome. since we got so much talking out of the way. To the card? I think it's time to jump into night one. Okay, let's do it. I have these in no particular order, except for the one that we know is going to be kicking off WrestleMania, Austin Theory against John Cena. Now, it's very strange because when WWE put this poster out, they had John Cena versus Austin Theory in a position where it looked like it'd be the headliner, but it's got to just be marketing because, you know, it's John Cena. It's only going to be marketing Cena. because it was the one thing, the, the, the two things, because it's the two things we knew for sure. Austin and Cena are opening. And Roman and Cody are ending. Yeah. Those are the one things, two things, one things, two things that we knew for certain. Yep. But this feud really ended up going back to June of 2022 when Theory got in Cena's face when Cena ended up coming for like a special like Boston episode, I believe. And Brad got himself and how good he is was really giving Cena an earful. He turned around to try and give a selfie with John Cena and John Cena just walked out. That whole entire exchange, Cena didn't say a single word to Theory. Fast forward to February at the Elimination Chamber uh, press conference, and Theory calls out Cena saying that, oh, people shouldn't be talking about Cena. They should be talking about me. Again, Cena never said a word. Then on March 13th, the day that will live in infamy, when Cena not only accepted Theory's WrestleMania challenge, he absolutely destroyed him on the microphone with, oh, they're fake, they're piping in fake crowd noise during your matches. Uh basically telling him he doesn't have any balls like just completely raking him across the coals so that's pretty much the whole lead up to this match but it's john cena so already it's a star-studded match any john cena match is going to get hype anyways and i think that's why they put that on the poster and kind of highlighted that even though it's opening just because they announced it on first take espn and most people that are casually watching that show probably don't know most of the other wrestlers, but they know John Cena. And it's really smart having him open because one, hearing John Cena's theme song go off is the perfect way to get that intro to mania pop. Yeah. Like you got to have that big pop to start everything off. Hearing John Cena's theme is a way to get that pop. Absolutely. And then also smart on Cena. He can do his match, get his paycheck and leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's Very got the true. Brock Lesnar schedule now. Yes. So, Although I respect Cena because he does show up when like he, he, he does not forget where he came from. You know what I mean? He shows up every single year. He's wrestled every single year since Lord knows when. And no yeah, matter how been, many movies he does, he, he hasn't lost a step. No. He's awesome. Wow. Um, What's your pick? My pick for this match? I think I'm torn because I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you what I want. I actually would want, and this is going to sound so weird for me to say because of how I felt about this man a year ago. I know ago, exactly where you're going. But I want Theory to retain. Because the, I love what the they've theory done with that character. you saw, here's the thing. You first saw Theory when you first started watching at the WrestleMania last year. Yeah. To see him then to now. 
I, just one WrestleMania later, he's not the same person. I at appreciate all. the natural maturation of his character and from from the Vince prodigy, the selfie taking guy. You know what I mean? I really I appreciate that. I would like to see him retain and John for John Cena to put him over. But I think John Cena is gonna I think he's gonna take the belt off of him. And I think his last match, whenever that may be, if that's this year, who knows, might be the match where he loses that belt and then that's how he goes out. Hold on. So you think Cena is winning? I think Cena's winning, yes. You seriously think really? I really do. Yeah. Wow. I thought we were going to be on the exact same page with that because I had I had theory one hundred percent because I don't see I would it, like that. I would like for Cena to put I don't, him over. I don't see it making sense for Cena to just completely bury theory and then, oh yeah, by the way, and you're losing your title at WrestleMania. I don't think he'll bury theory by doing that necessarily because who really gets buried by losing to John Cena? Like is that really the biggest like You I haven't mean, seen enough John Cena matches. Is it that bad? <laughs> That's how ten bad years it was ago back was, then. What, what was it called? You you gave it an it was a Super Cena. It was a Super Cena era. Let me let me uh, <laughs> That was if, a, if you're wondering if Cena buries anybody, let me ask every single member of the Nexus, okay? Have you heard of the Nexus? Um, exactly. Only from so, an account on Twitter called Wrestling Gimmicks that didn't work. So There yeah. you go! So, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, the Nexus should have been an incredible stable. And what happened? Cena just took all of them out. And the rest is history. I'm going to take Cena. I really am. I'm going to go against the grain here. I know it's not popular, but I, I, I don't know. I Damn, just, we are split on the very first match. This is going to be interesting. I don't know. It just it feels... I don't know. I really think that this could be Cena's last little, you know, I don't know, six months to 12 months and with the I company. And I think this could be Theory's true christening. The only, the only reason I would ever want Cena to win this match is if he goes back to doing the United States Open Challenge. When he was United States oh, champion a few years that. ago, yeah, absolutely. yeah, he would. That's how we got Sami Zayn moved up from NXT. That's how we got Kevin Owens moved up from NXT. He that had, was the match where Sami hurt himself in the middle of it, right? Yeah, and he, had he put finish. on some incredible matches. So I would love for him to do that. Thing is, though, he's Hollywood now, so true. I don't think he's going to be able to come in every week consistently and put over younger guys. Okay, but to be fair, how many times has the U.S. title actually been defended since Austin Theory? obtained it because it's not been that many if we're being honest i know we had he the defended chamber against edge and, and at, the, at chamber. the chamber against five other guys yes i mean and I, maybe we're just missing a few but i really can't think of many times as compared to like the ic title <laughs> now, now here's now here's the real brain bender who's defended their title more austin theory or damage control <laughs> <laughs> well damage control doesn't have the title now I know, but They're, when they were champions, yeah. like Becky yeah. was on to something when she said, oh, it's because you, de- you haven't defended them and you definitely haven't defended them against me or whatever. But yeah, so you got Cena, I, I got do. Theory. I do. So that's really exciting because one of us is going to be wrong. Yeah, it will be. I, I'm excited to see that match. That's a great, great opening match. Now, the next one I'm going into is the one that doesn't have as much build or any build. Four-man, uh, four-man solely, tag team. Solely because we got um, the... It is the... Men's WrestleMania showcase with Braun Strowman and Ricochet, the Street Profits of Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, Alpha Academy with Chad Gable and Otis, the Viking Raiders with Eric and Ivar with Valhalla. All of those tag teams going against each other. Now the thing about this match is that, besides the Viking Raiders, because like, come on, man, I don't think there's no chance they're gonna win this. Hey, their entrance was really cool. That's great, but also like, I, I just there's too many other bigger names, more deserving of a push. I feel like 
than the Viking Raiders. So we're going to rule them out. I don't think there's any chance they win this one. However, we saw Braun Strowman and Ricochet perform against Imperium at our live show in Greenville. And personally, I would love, I'm glad we're getting to see more of those two together. I thought they were fantastic. They're the perfect huge monster dude versus flying acrobatic, you know, um, wrestling pair I think you can ask for on the current roster. I think it's amazing. The Street Profits, you know how I feel about Montez. I like Angelo, but I also think that it would be kind of counterintuitive to a potential Montez solo push to have the Street Profits go over, if that makes sense. Because yeah. you kind of want to separate them at this point to get Montez off on his own. Now, remind me who the third one, who the third tag team was again? Uh, we have Alpha Academy. Now, see, okay, I love the new storyline with um with Otis. I really do. <laughs> okay, I, so I, I you're love... not really going to be upset about my prediction then. Well, you think they're going to win? I, I'll, they are, well, let me say, let the, me say way, the way I, I see it, they are. That go ahead, go ahead. So, so, no, you're good. I was gonna say I love the I love the whole <laughs> the Otis. Oh yeah, the Otis. You know, pull, I've always pulling loved the, Otis. Pulling always. the the baddies, if you will, and, uh-huh. and, and, all, um, and the whole maximum male model. Otis, Otis. with the Riz. Oh, yeah, yeah, facts. I mean, I, I love I love that. I think Otis is the most lo- one of the most lovable dudes on the roster. I love He's him fantastic. to death. I absolutely love him. I have loved him since he was in Heavy Machinery with um, Tucker Knight and uh, Tucker was clearly the Genetti of that team because uh, yeah. <laughs> you he, don't well, see him anymore. And I mean, he's got, he's got that, that team, Alpha Academy's got, every, just got what you need. You got somebody like Otis who, you know, he may not be known for his technical wrestling ability but he's he's, the he's most entertaining dude. he's an inter- he is the entertainment and sports entertainment and then the vice versa with chad gable no he's not the most entertaining dude in the world but the dude can flat out wrestle the dude can get in that ring and go with anybody for 30 minutes or longer he's fantastic so i think it's a good pairing in terms of putting the puzzle pieces together and what you want in a tag team same way i honestly feel the same about braun Strowman and ricochet so i mean i yeah. just think that it's going to be either one of those two teams in my opinion it's going to be braun Strowman and ricochet or it's going to be um Alpha Academy. If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, I would go Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Strowman and Ricochet. I'm over here making notes about it. Strowman and Ricochet. I think. I say all this and it's going to be the Viking Raiders. Well, no. The the way I see it is I think it's going to be Alpha Academy solely because there's no other team that actually has an active, living, breathing storyline going on right now. They've kind of been going against each other in tag team competition, but Otis having everything going on with the maximum male models and Maxine Dupree, that is like the only thing that's going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Continue. So the way I see I'm it, fighting and, these urges and right I, now, my brother. I'm about to go as far as to predict how the match is going to go down. Okay. Because every single person in that ring is extremely talented and it is going to be a wonderful fast paced a lot of fun spots uh, a lot of Braun throwing ricochet around a lot of otis being otis a lot of technical wrestling from chad gable the viking raiders just whip. you have every single kind of wrestler that you need to put on a good match in this match you got the tanks you got the high flyers you got everyone yeah but the way i see is we're gonna have all this maxine dupree is somehow going to get involved and give them the win so it's going to be a screwy finish which i hate but I feel like that's how Alpha Academy is going to win because there has to be this has to be where the payoff for the maximum male model storyline is. Either that or this ends up or, or, or it one. ends up or it ends up leading to um if someone else wins, 
maybe Otis ends up turning on Chad Gable because he's so enamored of Maxine Dupree or something. I don't know. I haven't really been following the story close enough. I don't blame my boy Otis if that's how it goes down. But yeah, I could totally see that. And I, again, that's why I think Alpha Academy has a good shot of winning this. I think it's got to be one of the two that I named. Either way, I know Maxine Dupree is going to get involved. She has to. Like having this story going on leading up to WrestleMania, like the blow off has to be at WrestleMania. Yeah. So it's not Alpha Academy, still Maxine getting involved. She said a lot of surprises, so that could be one. Who knows? Up next is Charlotte Flair up against Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I thought exactly. Look, I am honestly kind of pissed off. Hey, Trey, wake up. Trey, wake up. Sorry. Let me rant to Sorry. you. Sorry. I'm, not a, I'm very upset about this match because of the buildup. Okay. This match has every making of just being an incredible women's match. Could be yeah, it still one might of be. the best women's matches. The thing is, though, the build makes me not care about it. I, w- I'm, I predicted that Rhea Ripley was going to win the Rumble because she was the only one who could logically win it. She won it from number one. She looked like a tank while doing it. She has been a beast ever since she's joined the Judgment Day. Charlotte Flair, her resume speaks for itself. I can't stand her, but her resume speaks for itself. She is like the woman in WWE. And we already saw this match in 2020 at WrestleMania where um, Rhea was facing Charlotte for a title and she lost. But this is a different Rhea. She was not the Judgment Day Rhea then. So this has an opportunity for some long form storytelling and... It's just been disappointing. Like they, this could be, it could have such a good build, but now it's just two women in a ring. Well, I don't know about you. And I will personally feel I'm going to take back my snoring. If they don't try to force this match into the main event, if they don't try to force this match to be the main event, when there's clearly been so much less buildup for a much more, a potentially much more exciting match. Yeah. No, not potentially. I feel a much like, more exciting especially match. Especially with like this Sam- being the Triple H era of WWE, I think he's going to hear the fans and say, you know what? Yeah, we'll make this your main event. The Sammy, well, the, the, the Sammy, Sammy and KO Owens one versus, that, we're, that we're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, I found out a fun fact, though, when uh, putting this uh, these notes together for this uh, episode. I had no idea that the SmackDown Women's Championship that Charlotte will be defending is the only women's championship in WWE that Rhea has not yet won. Really? She has won every women's championship one time. She has been NXT women's champion, I believe. If not, I know she was the inaugural NXT UK women's champion. She has been women's tag team champion, and she has been Raw women's champion. So she has to she has to finish it. And she's won the Royal Rumble. She will be a Grand Slam champion. That's awesome. She deserves it. She's if she great. ends up winning it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that she wins because this will just be... It would just be perfect, and I mean, she really deserves it. So my pick is clearly Rhea. I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna. I'm gonna echo what you're saying there and say Rhea as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And what's next up on the, on the docket? Up next is Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a fun match. Did you know that his, that this is actually his last match on his contract so far, Logan Paul? Really? Yeah, I ended up hearing that his contract ends after WrestleMania, and honestly. Can't stand Logan Paul. I hope he signs back on. <laughs> and I think he will. I think he, even even the skeptics have come around at this point to where you can think going into a match, oh, it's Logan Paul. And then what's going to happen every time? He's going to surprise the heck out of you and he's going to put on a four or four and a half star match every single time. The Royal Rumble. Didn't even expect to see him there. And we he, he, and he performs honest, 
possibly the most memorable spot of the night. His the spot one, with the Ricochet. one that's going to be used in every single Royal Rumble hype package for the rest for, of WWE history. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah, where they ended up being on opposite sides of the ring, springboard off and close on each other in midair in the middle of the ring. Like his tag team, his first match, tag teaming up with the Miz. Fantastic. His match against the Miz at rest, uh, SummerSlam. Fantastic. His match against Roman was at great. Crown Jewel yeah. was incredible. And he actually looked like a valid contender with his one lucky punch having like that screw that's actually in his bone. Yeah. Like he is consistently good. And I can't really name a time that he's much. He does like his, um, what is it? His, um, springboard uh, lariat that he does where he like springboards off he does like the front flip and hits it uh, that's um, AEW Hangman Page's uh, finisher and he does it so much better than Hangman <laughs> which doesn't take much Hangman really isn't that good but I digress yeah so I, I just I just know that eventually the more he keeps exceeding expectations everybody's gonna have to start raising those expectations because I mean dude dude has killed every single match he's been a part of and it's been a very simple build up for Seth Rollins like you said he was in the Royal Rumble he eliminated Seth Rollins yeah then at Elimination Chamber while Montez Ford was quote unquote injured um, during while the uh, chamber was open Logan Paul comes in and takes out Seth Rollins costing him the United States Championship that's right so, yes. so that's what led up to it it's just been two little spots and then like they talked to each other like maybe two or three times and that's the lead up. And sometimes that's all you need. Logan that, Paul's a big name. Seth Rollins is the guy. Well, Seth, uh, Logan knocked Seth out the other night on Raw, too, after his little <laughs> impulsive TV shoot. He, did. he did. So it, he it's, did. And honestly, as much as I'm hyping up Logan, though, personally, I think this is an easy choice. And I think Seth's going to win. Oh, no, Seth's You know how loud that crowd's going to get when his theme starts. And I mean, I just don't think you can. You can't have a guy like Seth Rollins lose to Logan Paul, if that makes sense. No, no, and no, nothing no, against Ron. Logan Paul. It's just that. This is Seth freaking Rollins we're talking about. Yeah, this no, isn't, Rollins this isn't, is definitely winning. And no disrespect to the Miz, but this isn't. It's not the Miz. You know what I mean? Miz can get jobbed out sometimes. Seth Rollins shouldn't get jobbed out ever again for the rest of his career. I would be in support of Logan winning if it is as good of a match as his match with Roman was. Yeah. Like if he's as that believable of a contender, I could see him taking out Seth Rollins. I agree. But. But I'm gonna still go with Seth Rollins for I'm so, sure. I'm I'm so excited. I was going to open the uh, Rollins and Logan match by saying for anyone who doesn't know who Logan Paul is, I was going to give a little bit of a brief summary. But I mean, 23.6 million subscribers on YouTube, 5.96 billion total views. Uh, his podcast, Impulsive, over 4 million subscribers. Highest paid YouTube creators on the Forbes list for 2017, 2018, and 2021. He's done two boxing matches. Uh, his sports drink prime became the official sports drink of the ufc so he's got an impressive resume too that drink is fantastic oh it's really good it's a very impressive resume wrestling wise he's put on some great matches so whether he wins or loses you know it's going to be entertaining yeah up next is a match that i'm personally very hyped for damage control bailey dakota kai and eo sky up against the women's tag team champions becky lynch and lita with WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. I don't care if this is a nostalgia act. I don't care if like, oh, we'll save some room for the ladies that are on the roster. Look, Lita and Trish, I love them to death. And Lita maybe a little bit, but Trish has not missed a beat. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see them back in action. It's it's such a cool match too, because honestly, at minimum, you have present and future at least four Hall of Famers 
in there. Becky, Bailey, Trish, and Lita should all be in the Hall of Fame. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Never, who knows who knows where EO and Dakota go from here, but it's a lot of talent. They're in the showing ring. a lot of promise. Lot of, I have been very impressed with that. Oh, Dakota, and I'll never, Dakota I'll, especially. I'll never forget the reaction that they got when Bailey came back at last year's SummerSlam. That was awesome. And then they're like, oh yeah, Bailey's back. That's cool. And then Dakota Kai's music hits. They're like, wait a second, what? Had no clue who any of those people were last year, by the way. So this is all like stuff I <sighs> picked up on. But then all the people who were big on NXT went crazy when they're like, oh, because Dakota Kai got released. Yeah. And they're like, wait, they brought her back? Then like EO Shirai, now EO Sky, ends up hitting that. Are you kidding me? So I'm hoping, like we talked in last episode, this turns into a full-on faction. The only I really want Becky and uh, Trish and Lita. I want them to win, and I feel like they're going to win. But I could see Bailey, Dakota, and EO winning if they end up surprising us with another person who comes in and joins damage control and helps them win. I don't know who it would be. To make it a four on three or would someone else come and help the ref? It would be an interference. Team. An interference. Okay, it would be gotcha. an interference. Like maybe the ref is down or something and then they end up they end, they end up coming out and they're like, oh no, it's someone else's damage control or whatever. Like I really want the faction to build. Okay. But uh, realistically, I think it's going to be Becky Trish Lita. What do you think? This is one of my 50-50s. One of those where I don't really have, I'm kind of leaning both ways. Personally, as much as I love Becky, not as familiar with Trish and Lita, to be completely honest with you. I want, I I love Dakota Kai. I'm sorry. She's awesome. Oh, she, she is. She might be my favorite women's wrestler on the roster. I'm not going to lie. Really? She's taking her. Raquel's place? Yeah, I'm biased because I sort of met Raquel. Not really, but, you know, <laughs> half and half met Raquel. And by met Raquel, I met her back and I never, I never actually spoke a word to her. <laughs> Massive, by the way. I'm gonna say that till the day I die. But yeah, Dakota at the I, gym I, when they were in Greenville yeah, when we I went to go see the show. Context. We should probably give more. I've context. said it in the past episode, way, but if you haven't heard oh, that yeah. story, oh yeah, yeah I just I, I was just kind of spying on Raquel and just kind of <laughs> staring at her back. Man, you got a nice back. When she came to Greenville for SmackDown, which she wasn't even on the show, um, she ended up going to a gym that I go to sometimes called Ten Star Fitness. Totally check it out; it's a great gym. Um, and she was working. She was doing a back workout while she was there, which is appropriate because, again, that's where her money's at. Yeah, exactly. Trap queen. So, yeah, I like her a lot. Um, and we'll, we're going to get we're going to talk about her in a bit, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love Dakota. I don't know what it is about her. I sometimes every now and then I'll even watch her little Twitch streams that she does where she's just playing video games, talking to fans. She's, she seems like one of the most. Oh, she's on Twitch. Oh, yeah. She just streams. Oh, all the time. I think it's her. Twitch. I'm not 100 percent sure. I follow the links from Twitter, so I don't know where it, I can't remember Probably where it takes Twitch. me. Um, but yeah, she seems very down to earth. She's like a great person. She's very, she's very talented in the ring too. She's awesome. I would say right now she might be the most talented member of, um, damage control, damage control in terms of technical ability. She's awesome. Oh, I can see it. And se- have, have you seen compilations of her selling? I mean, she is no. one of the best sellers. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, she's I'm fantastic. Have to. I'm telling you, I haven't really been following Dakota as much as you are. She is so fantastic. So I'm going to have to brush up a little bit. I, I'm not going to lie. I think I, I, I like, I like her. I think I like her because I think, you know, she's. Listen, Dakota Kai, if you have to be listening to this and you're single, just saying, hit me up. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm just saying. Just shoot my All shot. Right. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, we have another match here. Okay, yeah. Let's check that yeah, out. Yeah, sorry. Let's go back to that. <laughs> all, that all that being said, I haven't made my prediction yet. I'm going to say Damage Control actually wins. I think Damage Control beats Damage Control? Becky, all right. Becky, we're, Trish, we're, and Lita. We're split again. This is one of those matches where I'd be fine with either because I think it's just Same. going to be a fun match. Yeah. And I would love to see like Lita's Moonsault and the Stratisfaction. Just so I can see their finishers. It's a cool name. It just I know, yeah, ain't it? Yeah. But now we're going into a match that has a little bit more build to it. 
It is Mysterio versus Mysterio. Oh my gosh, this, this night one is packed. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah right? That, well, every night is packed when the card is just this good in general. Yeah. I now, forgot this is on night one. For this one, we're going to go back quite a ways. We're going to go back to August 23rd of 2020, which is when Dominic first made his debut in WWE, which... Fun fact, completely off topic, I found out while doing this research that Dominic's birthday is a day and a year before mine. April 5th? Yeah. April 7th? April 5th? April 5th? April 5th of 1997. So April 5th, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Happy early birthday, Dom. Yeah, Dom's, yeah. D- Dom's going to be celebrating the uh, same, dad, the hope, same birthday that I am and probably nursing a black eye. I'm going to say, hope your dad beats your ass, but happy <laughs> birthday. I mean... <laughs> no, when, no, 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 Dominic, he has had a wild ride. Because when he first debuted, people turned on him pretty damn quick because he was, in every aspect, he was bland. Yeah. He, his personality, hardly there. Uh, his wrestling ability, very hardly there. And his theme song was just a copy of his dad's theme song. It was just, hey, this is Rey Mysterio's son. And that was his whole thing. So then he joined the Judgment Day in July of 2022. And then he began incessantly bullying his father, uh, which le- even led to an altercation during Christmas. And this is where his character really started <laughs> coming out. He got arrested for what? One day? Yes. And comes out with a teardrop tattoo <laughs> <laughs> saying how he knows what it's like to be behind bars. He has the the, pri- the prison mic from the office, purple bandana, yes. uh, trying to act like he's some sort of hard ex-con. And was constantly egging his dad on, being a total bully, talking about how terrible of a father he was, how much he hates him, and wanting to fight him at WrestleMania. But Ray, being the loving father that he is, kept saying, no, no, I'm not going to fight you, Dom. I love you. You're my son. I love you. Until the whole entire Mysterio family was front row uh, for an episode of SmackDown, and his mom was trying to, like, plead to him, Dom, don't be this way. He takes the mic around and he says, Mom, shut up. Ray Mysterio whips it around down the entrance ramp, comes over and lays his ass out. And the crowd goes crazy because we've been waiting for him to do this since he first joined the Judgment Day early last year. We've been waiting for it since Dom finally laid, he laid hands on his dad. I think was it Clash at the Castle, I think, was when he first hit his dad. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, because actually... I think that's when he first got recruited yeah, in the I, Judgment I, Day. Are you sure? He, was it July? Or was it? It must have been later. Because he must have joined the Judgment Day. He joined the Judgment Day at Clash at the Castle. Because he was in a tag team match with his dad versus Damian and Finn, I believe. You're right about and that. They, and they won that match, Dom and Ray, I think. They did it. And then and they, they did that with hopes of recruiting Dom. And then he ended up. Was that July? Turning or so, was that. I don't know, man. I can't you're, remember. You're, you're, you're making me get all confused now. Well, either way, that's when it happened. Yeah, it was a great. It was either a great way, match there's at least a, there, there's a, there's a, almost a year of anticipation for this. Yeah. Which I will not call this the most anticipated match on the card at all. No. But it will be one of the most anticipated moments of Ray beating the ever loving snot out of his yes. snotty nose, bratty ass son. This seems like a given. Got to go with Ray in this one. Oh, no, yeah, me too. I, I, I don't even know how it could. The only way it could go another way is, again, and I keep going back to this, interference, some sort of tomfoolery. But I don't really know if they're going to give Ray a loss, especially when it's his year in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. That wouldn't so make any sense. They, they, they've, they've, got to give him a, they've got to give him a good moment. But I mentioned this last episode. 
I feel so happy for them that Rey Mysterio is getting inducted in the Hall of Fame and in the same year he gets to be at WrestleMania in front of a sold-out crowd in Los Angeles just scrapping with his son in the yeah, ring and just having like a, a fun time. Must be a dream for him, honestly. That's so cool. And anyone who has been watching wrestling long enough probably recognizes Dom from the uh, custody of Dominic ladder match yeah. with Rey Mysterio and Eddie. Dominic finally made reference to that saying, I wish Eddie was my real father and that you never existed. And I'm like, about time, this should have been the angle from the beginning. You should have mentioned Eddie. Like, it's canon, damn it. And he's learned to cut a promo very well. I give Dom credit. He used to be very bland on the mic, very stale, but he's gotten a lot better. Main event, what it should be, the main event of night one, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Now, let's go back to August of 2020, when Roman returned after five months, and he ended up beating The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Braun Strowman in a triple threat to become Universal Champion. That's when this whole entire thing with the bloodline first started. Jey Uso was the very first challenger to step up to Roman and challenge him for the universal title. And one of my favorite, I'm paraphrasing here, one of my favorite lines, I was going back and revisiting all this. One of my favorite things that Jay ended up saying is that when Roman, Roman, when people see you, they come up to you and say, you're Roman Reigns. You're the big dog. You're the universal champion. When people come up to me, you know what they say? Which one are you? Mm. And that really hit. I'm like, wow. Mm. Okay. So Jay was already having some dissent with Roman from the beginning. And so Jay was beaten. He was humbled. And then he fell in line reluctantly with his brother as part of the bloodline. Over time, the Usos ended up unifying the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, meaning that both sets of main event titles and tag titles both belong to the bloodline. And they have for months now. So around September of last year, Sami Zayn tried associating himself with the bloodline, hoping to become an honorary member. An honorary Us. An honorary Us. Uh, but he, he wasn't feeling very oozy at the time. That was a big thing. Uh, there was pushback from the group since he's not a blood relative with Heyman being the exception, but he's a special counsel. So he's a so he's a, a special case. But after his obsessive devotion to Roman and despite Jay's um, not really being down with it, Roman ended up deeming him the honorary ooze, making him a part of the bloodline. So Sammy finally earned his respect from Jay at Survivor Series War Games when the entire bloodline with uh, the Usos' younger brother, Solo Sokoa, the new member at the time, uh, defeating the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Sammy's longtime friend and rival, Kevin Owens. Now, around this time, Roman was having a little bit of um, uncertainty about Sammy, whether or not his allegiance lies with Owens or with the bloodline, because he was starting to see it in his eye, like, I don't really know if he's fully with us. And, you know, the head of the table is very particular about who's around him. If you're not 100% with the bloodline, then you're against the bloodline. Enter John Cena. When he returned for the last SmackDown of 2022, he teamed with Kevin Owens and defeated Roman and Sammy. And this led to Owens challenging Roman Reigns for the titles at this year's Royal Rumble. That Roman ended up retaining and offered one more test to prove Sammy's allegiance to the bloodline, where they ended up beating up Owens, cuffing him to the ropes, and handing Sammy the chair. Sammy was saying, no, 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 you don't have to hit, you, you don't have to do this, Roman. Stop, this is be- he's already dead. This is beneath <laughs> he's already dead. This is beneath you. And he says, you know what, you're right. You should do it. Hands him the chair. 
The moment Roman's back was turned, Sammy whacked him with the chair and dude that pop. Oh. I want I, I, the one thing I hate is I will never be able to hear that pop for the first time ever again. It was it crazy. Clipped the audio, the high class production that WWE has. It clipped their freaking microphones because they were not ready for that kind of pop. So, uh, after that, Sammy and Kevin were just left dead in the ring. Then the next Friday on SmackDown, which we were at. That's right, we were. Sammy ended up sneaking into the ring when Roman was alone and attacked him and challenged him to a championship match at Elimination Chamber in his home, uh, in his home country of Montreal. I'm still so bad at this. Montreal is a country, right? It is a uh, city in Canada. Oh my God, I never get this right. <laughs> I think it's a city or like a province or size, something like that. But Canadians, it's, it's, you gotta hop, stop stop having so many names in your addresses. Yeah. Like, you don't need three things so I can know where you're Montreal, at. Montreal, like, Quebec. No, Quebec's the province, I think. So, Montreal's a city. Montreal is a city. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Okay. Yes. See, that's the thing. You don't need three things. No. It, it, it makes no sense. Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina, United States. That's the thing. We don't have United yeah. States. Come yeah, on. That's true. Y'all Fair gotta be better. Enough. Y'all say Montreal, Quebec. We know what you're talking about. You don't gotta, you don't gotta keep proving to us that you're Canadian, eh? We get it. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, after that, during that match, Sammy just got completely beat up at the end of it but owens came to his rescue the next uh like the next raw i think it was uh owens said you know i didn't do that for you i did it for me and i did it for your family because your family was front row and i didn't want them to see happen to you what happened to me after the royal rumble so i want nothing to do with you go talk to you go talk to your buddy jay just don't talk to me so he tries to reconcile with owens over and over but the one that finally brings them together is more on him near the end of this podcast cody rhodes cody ends up getting them in the ring face to face so they can hash things out and owens said why would i want to team with someone who doesn't even want to be my friend all he wants is to take out the bloodline i mean so do i but like what we're just going to we're just going to be partners we're just going to fight for this cause like that's all that's all that you care about so before Kevin left the arena that day, Sammy just went over and said, hey, I just want to tell you, I'm sorry. I love you. That's all I got to say. Come the end of the night, Kevin Owens comes back to the arena, saves Sammy from a beatdown. They stare at each other in the ring and they just share a huge brotherly hug. And again, hug me, brother. Massive pop. Yeah, there's been they a lot are, of those lately. They're getting reaction. This all been them. They are getting reactions that. I haven't heard in years. Yeah. People are so invested in this. So they end up challenging the Usos to the to, for the titles, and that's where we are now. Your prediction, I feel like this is an obvious one. At least I think. Why are you I thinking? I wouldn't say it's obvious necessarily. Nothing with the bloodline is ever obvious. That's the thing. You Nothing with members You're of right. the bloodline is ever obvious. You're right. I acknowledge that. I'm sorry. <laughs> The, the thing is, the thing is, I like what Cody Rhodes said, his prediction, I guess, at there's a couple Raws ago or SmackDown. I think it was SmackDown. It's hard to keep it. It was either when he came to SmackDown or Roman came to Raw. I can't remember which. You just got to see if your memory is in red or blue and that'll tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, he was talking about what he thinks is going to happen to the bloodline. 
And he started talking about how one by one he thinks members of the bloodline are going to start leaving Roman. And that after the tag team titles are won by Sammy and KO, the Usos are going to leave. Eventually Solo's going to leave. And he looks at Paul Heyman. Even he's going to leave. And you know Paul Heyman. No, my tribal chief. I would uh, never leave. Yeah. I could see this being the first domino to fall in the fall of the bloodline for sure. With Sammy and KO taking the belts off of the Usos. I think that would be awesome. I think it would be good payoff for that incredible run Sami Zayn had for a good few months there where he was just the guy. And they're so hot right now. They need to give them something. It would also... There have been rumors, obviously, that Sam, WWE sees Sami Zayn as a top guy. And that's how they're planning to book him for the next year after WrestleMania. This would give them reason to continue to book him like a top guy if he's got the belts on him. And, I mean, it's possible for tag teams to be top guys. He yeah, doesn't have to course. be the main champion. I mean, like, he may not be WWE championship material, no. but top tag team champion, definitely. I'm going to go Sammy and KO. But I would not surprise if by some fluky way, again, some kind of interference, some kind of weird finish, Dusos retain. But I'm going to pick Sami Zayn and KO. Imagine the moment, man. Imagine that being the... Uh, I have a prediction on what the very, very last frame of WrestleMania, the very last shot with the fireworks going off. I have a prediction of what that's going to be, but we'll get there when we get to the main event of night two. Um, Speaking of which... Well, I was going to say, did you, you didn't make your prediction for... Oh yeah! I th- oh oh, sorry. Mine was Sammy and KO. Okay. I didn't even say it because when I said it was obvious, well, I thought it was going to be Sammy and cool KO completely. Is the image of if they get the belts taken off of them on Saturday night, the image of Roman walking in and the Us- for for his match with Cody and possibly the Usos walking in behind him, no belts on him this time. Mm. That will look weird. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. And and, I- and, and, Rome, and Roman looking at them with such disappointment yeah, afterward. Yeah. It's just like really. A lot of potential, man, with this storyline. A lot oh, of potential. Man. Going into night two, let's first go into the one that doesn't have a lot of build, the Women's WrestleMania Showcase. Yes. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi <laughs> versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler <laughs> versus Sonya Deville and oh, Chelsea it, Green. It just gets worse. I like Chelsea Green. Sorry, I like her. I oh, know. I like her, yeah. Um, I popped when she returned to the Royal Rumble, and it's just kind of died off since because they haven't done shit with her it's all right her husband's coming back soon so we'll be we'll be good we'll get some good stuff for the two of them um i also feel like when i just snored there i probably broke like the sound or a microphone but that was loud <laughs> no, it was fine. loud in my mic no 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 you're well, fine we're just we're just we're just hot right like the you, mic isn't hot our, our volume is well you literally it was like you were getting more boring and more boring the further along you went down listing those this tag teams. is the piss break for me it, same I think this is an easy live and Look, Raquel win. I don't think this is. there's any question about it, really. Here's my thing, and this is a qualm that I've had with them for a while. They have a women's tag team championship. Where are the women's tag teams? Do you notice that all the teams I was mentioning were this person and this person, this person and this person, this person and this person? For no, the, for, it, for, no story for, behind yeah. any of the tags. Just kind of random pairings, yeah. you know? Think of, the, think of the men's teams. Alpha Academy. The Viking Raiders. The Street Profits. They have names. They have brands. They are a cohesive team. The bang, the Banger Bros. The Banger Bros. Exactly. Rest in peace. So, uh, I wish they. I, if they're I wish going they to have a women's team. tag team championship, they need to have women's tag teams that are established that actually mean something. Damage Control is the only one. So I. They really need to. They need to do more with their women's tag team division. So this match, just because. Uh, there's no build. There's no interest. 
I there really isn't. You're right. After Sasha and Naomi left, it just kind of went took a nose. They went to crap. Yeah, yeah I, I I didn't think I really didn't think about how how drab, if you will, the the storylines or lack thereof are for that. And none I, of the, and none of these tag teams, none of them have enough like star power to where I'm actually interested in any of them winning. This no. is one of those the only match where yeah I, I know I've had other matches like for um speaking of women's tag teams for damage control versus uh Becky Lee to Trish. I look at it and think, you know, I don't care who wins because it's going to be a great match. For this one it's like I don't care who wins cuz I don't care. Yeah. I I'm not invested in any of the women in here. If I if I were to pitch a guess, I would say Natalia and Shotzi. You're taking them over like uh Liv Morgan and Raquel? Because I love Shotzi. Yeah, but like also for as much as you love Shotzi, I think enough people dislike Natalia when it comes to the rest, the in-ring stuff. They get kind of sad. Okay, kind I mean, of bored Natalia, Shotzi, or Liv Morgan and Raquel. Because I, I just, love Raquel, and I know Liv Morgan has a big following. I don't get it, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I just think of all the teams, it just seems like the obvious choice. Um, oh, heaven help me if they give Ronda Rousey and um, Shayna Baszler the win. So you think it's going to be Liv and Raquel? I do. Pretty, pretty, pretty confident about that one. All right. Well, thank God we got that out of the way. Next match, <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Omos with MVP in his but, corner, also known as the true main event of the evening. Listen, man, I, I was I was hesitant when this match was announced. Didn't even believe it was real at first. But if the goal of, of booking this match was to get people talking about it and get attention to it, even if it is just a meme... Mission accomplished. Because more people are talking about this match than almost any match on the card. More people are talking about this than Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. This is the weirdest thing because if you look back uh, on the WrestleMania where you first got in, let's compare Brock's road to WrestleMania then to now. Last year, he was in the main event of night two. A winner-takes-all match against Roman Reigns. He won the Royal Rumble that year, right? To get to that yeah, point. where Roman was Universal Champion, Lesnar was WWE Champion, and then they... Roman ended up beating him to become undisputed WWE Universal Champion. I'm so happy for them to divide those belts so I don't need to take a deep breath before mentioning them. <laughs> but that was where he was. He was in the main event. This year, he faced Bobby Lashley once more... At Elimination Chamber. That match was garbage in the half. Then Bray Wyatt had some spooky vignettes saying that he's waiting for the winner of the match, teasing a possible Mania match against either man. Garbage. Bobby won by disqualification. Garbage. There was one more spooky promo from Bray and a half-hearted promo from Bobby where he looked very lost. Garbage and trash. Uh, Bray no-showed a house show in Madison Square Garden, of all places. Dumpster fire. And now he's out with an undisclosed physical emergency, leaving him off the card and leaving Bobby in limbo. As for Brock, MVP, the manager of the 8-foot-tall, 550-pound Nigerian giant Omos. I totally inflated those numbers to make Vince McMahon proud. Well, he's four, um, he weighed in at 410 pounds the other night, so he ain't. He ain't no sl- <laughs> 400, if, as long as they were being serious, he 410 pounds, man. I don't know. If they did. They, they they literally weighed him. They had a weigh-in. I know. In. They I had a weigh-in, and uh, Brock ended up trying to hit him with the scale. 
Yeah. I want to make sure that wasn't uh, a meme. And but I'm just MVP like, ended up pitching Omos as Brock's WrestleMania opponent, and Brock ended up accepting. That's the, the best part of this whole build has been when MVP was giving his elevator pitch to Brock. And then he and, and then uh, Brock ended up saying, oh, I need to have a drink, takes out a flask, MVP tries drinking it, and spit moon accidentally spit moonshine in uh, Brock Lesnar's <laughs> face. That was the best part of this whole lead-up. Next to that, they've uh, seen each other two other times. Um Brock Lesnar has kind of been bested by Omos, but I use that very loosely. It's more like Omos tried getting physical with him and Brock just kind of walked away with a blank look on his face. I think they're trying to make it look like, oh, wow, never faced a guy this big before, but I'm just having trouble believing it. The Brock is doing the best with what he was given. So um, he really is 410 pounds. I just looked it up. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is um, easily the most anticipated match. um, I wouldn't say of the night or of both nights. But of WrestleMania history in general, um, I, I think Twitter I, will be talking about this match. Play. I don't really like Austin and Brett. Nah, uh, Rock versus Hogan. I've never heard of those guys. Uh, Rock versus Cena. Nah, Rock versus Cena too. Hell nah. Uh, nothing compared to this. Uh, this is going to be absolute match of both nights. It's going to tear the house down. Oh God, I can't even keep up this charade. Yeah, it's gonna five be stars, right? Five oh, stars. Oh, completely. For, for for Meltzer, five stars, definitely. Well, actually, no, 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 no. They, they, neither of them can do flips, let's, so it's going to be a one star. Let's but. take no. Let's do the over under on Meltzer stars. I'm thinking over under. Since is it's one Brock, and a half a good for, line, I was gonna say two for Brock alone. You think does he Brock normally get but, fair scores out of out but, of Meltzer? I don't know. But what. like I said, because they're not doing any unnecessary flips and just doing a bunch of acrobatic technique, then it has no chance of breaking three stars. But uh, let's say let's say over under one and a half. Over under one and a half. Meaning you think it's gonna be over one and a half or under one and a half? I'm gonna say over. I think it's gonna get two. I was gonna say over. I was gonna say two. Okay. Well, there then we I go. think it's a handshake. All as right. much as people are ragging on it, I don't think it's gonna be the absolute worst thing y'all have ever seen. I think it'll be better than the Lashley Lesnar match from Chamber. All right. Well, which isn't saying much. The real question is, who do you think is gonna win, and why is it going to be Omos? You think Omos I'm is kidding, gonna Brock win? Is winning. Oh, I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is I, all I, leading up to one big thing. Two big things. Uh, well, actually, three big things. Omos being one of them. He's okay. the one big thing. And then the two big things are Germ- uh, Brock Lesnar doing German suplexes on Omos and then Brock Lesnar doing an F5 on Omos. <laughs> yeah. Those are the big lead ups because yeah. we haven't since. I don't know. I'm sure Brock and a uh, big show have crossed paths before, but it, it's been a while since we've seen Brock go up against a seven footer. So um, it'll be fun to see him toss him around for a bit and really wow the crowd. He usually, as if that's not the one thing they're able to do in this match. He's usually making everybody else look small, but not <laughs> I this really time. Hope, I hope that this just ends up being a technical masterpiece. Yeah. Maybe they're, they're, gonna, they're, maybe they're doing they're a bunch us. of chain grapples and like really doing some great in ring, <laughs> like technical wrestling they've and been we're just completely wrong they've, they've been it's all been part of it's all been part of the plan all part of the story they've been hiding it from us for years just to lead up to this match where they're going to put on a five-star match i guarantee it i'm ready to watch omos do his 450 splash on the brock <laughs> onto um, off a ladder through the announce table that's actually my plan for the finish and if it's not that then i'm swearing off wwe for i don't know if a single person's going to even touch the second rope in this match to be honest with you <laughs> And I don't think Omos is going to be able to toss anyone over the top when he's already proved he can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to take Brock Lesnar, but I, I, I do hope uh, I do enjoy the meme value of this one. The fact that thanks to the women, 
this is not the piss break match. <laughs> no. No, this 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 was never going to be able to be the piss break match anyways because it's just such a spectacle. It's just so darn strange and so darn it's memeable. Again, I hate to it keep using like the word. It seems like somebody went in WWE 2K and just shuffled universe mode for three years and see what came up at WrestleMania. It's like, oh, okay, Omos is in the main event with Brock Lesnar. Okay. Yeah. And and <laughs> and we're, we're going to be treated to it, but give me Brock for sure. All right. Well, here's a match that I believe is your pick for match of WrestleMania. The triple threat for the Intercontinental oh. Championship. Gunther, Sheamus, oh, and Drew McIntyre. I just can't get enough. Every uh, single person in this match, I just freaking love. To, um, to, to quote everyone's favorite big man, Biggie, it's going to be big meaty man slap Literally. Meat. Oh, I can't oh, wait. It I, is, I, I don't... Even staying away for now from who I think is going to win, I think this match has potential to be not just match of the night, Not again, not match of the... Um, event i think it could be one of the matches of the year by the time it's all said and done and i like how they gave it a decent enough build like they could just like they could have just easily said hey here's three big men they put on great matches together let's put all three of them together and have them just beat the snot out of each other they could have easily done that but no having drew team with Seamus for the good two months or whatever was really good have drew become close with the brawling brutes and then when they get put in a match together to determine the contender for the ic title they're like wait you like Seamus is like you know how much the Intercontinental title means to me you know how much winning it means to me and so they start getting into a fight over that and then they end up being the two winners of the Fatal Five Way was it Five Way I think um yes I think it was, it a, was. Fi- yes, I think it was, it was a Five Way they end up being the winners of that and then they end up facing each other which also ended in a tie which made it a triple threat so they made it happen in a natural way that makes sense to where there's a story to it but also, this is a match that people just really wanted to see. But they made a logical way to build up to it. That's what makes me happy. That's what wrestling is. Here's a bunch of guys you want to see in the ring together. Let's make it make sense. We Let's get, make them care. We get Sheamus and Gunther in a ring again together. I just, I cannot, I literally cannot get enough of those two. No matter what kind of match it is, I don't care as long as those two are part of it. I love them both so much. One, another and th- I drew to it. And you just, it's, it's just... Anything less than near perfection from this match is going to be a disappointment to this be honest. This is one match where I was torn as far as it being a night two because I really wanted, I know how much you love all three of these men. I do too, but you're a huge fan of them. Especially Seamus. And I know that you were really looking forward to watching this match. So I hate that I'm not going to be able to watch it with you. But on the other hand, I'm excited to watch it with my dad yeah. because he has he has hardly been following these stories at all. But this match he's invested in solely because they are big MFers <laughs> and are. they are going to beat the hell out of each other. Yes. And it is going to be it's just going to be a great match. So I am with you as far as it comes to this potentially being match of the night. But the thing that I'm having trouble with is deciding a winner. Let me let me let me give a caveat real quick. Not that he needs any promotion from us, but Celtic Warrior Workouts is having Cody Rhodes on tomorrow. Didn't know if you oh knew my that god, they not. are? Yep. Uh, tomorrow or today? This is going out on Friday. Sorry, today then. It's, it's out. A, it's out. It's out now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's out now. Um, yeah, but Cody Rhodes <sighs> is the future. He's doing the Cody Cutter workout with Sheamus. So Ooh, Cody Cutter. Oh, I see what he did there. Cody Cutter, like you're cutting. Okay, that's that's it, really clever. It, it's gonna be great. Um, I'm very curious to see what he did because I know that he was talking about he did some intense stuff to get back ring ready, and you see his body. He yeah. is in. God, he's chiseled from stone. That's I crazy. Saying, he really, I mean, he really has cut a lot too. You can tell he's definitely more. Oh uh, yeah, he's more toned. Back to the back to the actual match and who he thinks is going to win. This is the hardest one to pick a winner for. I think. I, I disagree. Honestly, really? I think with the way Gunther's reign has gone so far, 
as much as I love Drew and Sheamus, either of those guys can afford a loss. Because the thing about oh Gunther God. is that he has never, ever made somebody else look just terrible in another match. He always up, he always lifts everybody else. You know what I mean? That match he had against uh, Shinsuke, which, I, again, obviously I love Shinsuke. Of course. It's back in like August or September when Shinsuke challenged for the IC title. Um Shinsuke came out of that looking like a million bucks. Unfortunately, we haven't seen anything from Shinsuke for whatever reason in a long time. Every person in this match can look like a million bucks when it's all said and done. Yet Gunther can safely retain and it will... I can't see that It'll result really his upsetting rain even anybody. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? As if his reign hasn't been cemented as something great so far, this will really be the icing on the cake. So I'm going to go with Gunther, reta- Gunther retaining. 296. That's how many days. That's how many days he's going to be champion come night two. Mm. For the reason of how much that number has built up and how believable of a champion he is, he's actually making the IC title mean something. I'm surprised. I didn't know we were going to be on the same page with this. I thought you were going to pick Sheamus all the way, but yes. That's what I want. Gunther for me. Yeah. Gunther for me, definitely. I think this is going to be Gunther's WrestleMania moment. I pronounce it like Drew pronounces it, by the way, if you haven't noticed. Gunther. He says Gunther. Gunther. Gunther every time. So I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I'm sorry. But I heard Drew say it the other day. So I I'm still like, keep right. wanting to call him Walter, but that's because I've been watching longer than you. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with, uh, I don't know. I don't like, I like Gunther more. I don't know if I'd, I'm in the minority on that. I think that's I've think i gotten used to it. It's the same way that I felt about Butch. It was a change at first. And I'm like, oh, really? His, his name was perfectly fine. But now, like, it's I'm so used to it. I feel yeah. like. Like yeah. you meet you meet a you meet a good bit of Walters and they're like accountants and they're you know in, <laughs> engineers and stuff. But have you ever met a Gunther that isn't somebody absolutely menacing? I mean, it, it actually kind of works because when he was on the Indies, he could have easily been a Walter because he had a lot more weight on him. But he now did. that he's but now that he's slimmed down and he really looks like a monster, I could see him being a Gunther. Absolutely. No offense to any any Walters out there who are like super jacked. I don't personally know you, <laughs> and in my defense, I have never met a Walter or Gunther IRL in my life. So. Yeah, my, my apologies. I've met for a that. Walter, but I can't think of You've who it is. You've met a Walter? Yeah, but I know I know I've met a Walter in my day, but I can't remember quite who it is, and I'm gonna remember it after we're done recording. Anyways, yeah, we're both on the same page, and I think Gunther's gonna retain. All right, let's get into this match that I'm really excited about, and this is one that I'm excited about for night two because I'm gonna be seeing it with my dad, and I grew up watching this man with my dad, Edge, up against the Demon Finn Balor. In a Hell in a Cell match. Now, just to kind of go through, we kind of touched on the Judgment Day with Dominic and everything, but the Judgment Day wouldn't be existing if it weren't for Edge when he ended up turning heel in a match against AJ Styles when he turned heel for the first time in 2010. Then at Mania that year, Edge ended up winning against AJ Styles thanks to a distraction from Damian Priest. The following Monday, Edge accepted Damian as his pupil, forming a supernatural tag team called the Judgment Day. And as time went on, more members were added to the group, Rhea Ripley, and later Finn Balor. But as soon as Balor was indoctrinated into the group, the Judgment Day turned on Edge, making Balor the new leader. So then the Judgment Day feuded with Rey Mysterio and Dominic with hopes to recruit Dom into their ranks. It worked. We talked about this earlier. And the Judgment Day was complete. And they weren't a supernatural group anymore. They were more of a gang of goth bullies now, which is actually the reason why Edge ended up late behind the scenes. That's why Edge didn't want to be in the group anymore. He wanted a supernatural group. But they started taking it in a different direction. He's like, you know what? Just have them turn on me. And it's turned into a feud that's gone on for like the better part of a year now. Produced some great matches too. And he believes the only way that this can end 
is Hell in a Cell against Balor, and he wants the demon. And he's got him. So that... Oh, oh, I don't know if you heard this rumor about Edge's WrestleMania entrance. There's a rumor that Gangrel could be part of it. I've told you about Gangrel, haven't I? The leader of the brood from back in the 90s. The team that Edge and Christian first got their start in. They were part of this group of pseudo-vampires called the brood where they would like come out with red light and a ring of fire around them the coolest ass entrance ever and gangrel would like have this um he had these fangs like these vampire fangs and he had this uh, little like um goblet of like a red liquid it was clearly blood and he would like drink it and like spit it in people's face or whatever did not know that that's cool though really cool like back when supernatural gimmicks like that were like that was when the undertaker was in his prime crazy uh-huh. stuff yeah but uh, that's where edge and christian got their start so it would be awesome if gangrel was part of the entrance so where we're kind of having the judgment day against brood edge edge kind of brought that back recently yeah and i would love to see him really play into it more this go around so that's a cool little rumor whether it happens or not i guess we'll see tomorrow uh, in, t- in a couple days but yeah my pick um I want Edge to win, but the demon never loses. So I'm guessing Finn. Going to go opposite here. I don't think Edge loses another match in his career. He's retiring most likely before the end of this year, possibly very soon. I don't think he's going to lose again. I think this is a match he's going to win pretty easily, well, uh, actually. One thing I love about Edge, though, is like with this new second wind that he's had in his career, he's been using it to put over younger talent. But it's, so, like, I, I, I know is, though, for a fact his last match, whenever that is, he will not lose. But as for this one, well, actually, why don't why yeah, yeah, I why, mean, why doesn't he get? I think as much as it, obviously his last match he probably won't lose, but to get a little bit of a, a little bit of momentum there before he finally you know rides off into the sunset or whatever, I think it'd be cool. I just, I just don't personally see a reason necessarily for as cool as Demon Finn is to win this match if that makes any sense as opposed to where there is more reason for edge to come out on top i think this one could be i this is this could go either way but i'm gonna go with edge in this one so we're we're gonna go we're gonna go opposite on this one i'm gonna say edge and you're sticking with i'm I'm sticking with finn i'm telling you this is our first time seeing the demon in ages like i think edge is gonna put on a great fight but he's think we get a new look from the oh, definitely. Yeah. This is what I'm excited about. We talked about this on a previous episode. I'm excited to see the, the demon, but done up in black and purple. That is my favorite color combination of all time. Seeing a purple demon shut up. That That's is awesome. going to be sexy. I am <laughs> excited for that. Next match, the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair up against Asuka. Very simple build leading to this one. Asuka uh, returned at the Royal Rumble. She didn't win it because we obviously talked about Rhea won it. But when she returned, she was wearing her mask. She took it off and she was wearing face paint, really creepy, that harkened back to her Kana days in the indies and got a huge pop from people. Ever since then, her character has been more psychotic, has been more crazy, and has just been a whole different kind of Asuka. So they haven't really, I don't think there's really a clear face or heel in this because Asuka ended up helping Bianca from a beat down a couple weeks ago. So this is more just a good match for the sake of a good match. Two women who are on top of their game right now. And it's just, it's one of the women's matches I'm most pumped for. Agreed. It's another one I'm torn on. Pretty split down the middle. But I am leaning towards one. But I want to hear yours first. I'm leaning towards Asuka. I'm the opposite. What? I'm thinking Bianca retains. 
And again, I don't, and I'm not really thinking, I'm not necessarily like completely confident in one or the other, but as much as I love Asuka, she's cool. She's awesome. She's great. I don't mean this to be like disrespectful to Oscar or anything because she's awesome. But I just think Bianca's still a much bigger draw as a champion. And I just I, I can see it. And I haven't really and This is one of those where I don't Bianca, really carry the way. Yeah, and has Bianca really done anything that's I guess necessarily I'll rephrase that. Yeah, rephrase has it. Oscar necessarily done anything that has earned that massive spot you know what i mean because Bia, what, what's great about bianca is that she's talented in the ring but people just are you aware of oscar's accomplishments no 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 recently recently, uh, recently okay recently. yeah of course over the, i was been the throw time. hands no no of course <laughs> but recently obviously she's got the new gimmick and it's great but i mean oscar's one of those where her resume speaks for itself like she doesn't have to be a a top person right now like do top person things in order to be a top person she's one of those that you could just rely on saying hey we need a champion all right oscar step up and this I- is a whole different oscar too like she hasn't had a title reign in this kind of character maybe i'm biased then because i love bianca and i think again what, i love bianca I, too i, I just think her i don't know i think and this is just me making a prediction this is not necessarily saying what i want but i just feel like she is such a marketable, um, lovable champion. And I don't know if you heard about this. Her and her and her husband, Street Profits Montez Ford, they're starting their own reality show. Mm, interesting. So another thing is this though. Who do you think is gonna win between Rhea and Charlotte? We talked about this. Did you say you said Rhea? I said Rhea. So I I did too. Would you see the titles, both double, both of women's titles, switching hands at a WrestleMania. Yes. Not just switching hands, but switching hands to two wrestlers who their gimmicks are sort of similar. You know what I mean? Not like the not like the peppy, upbeat, you know, type of typical star female wrestler you would see, but the more I don't want to say the word alt. But is this, you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? Not your, they don't necessarily look like your typical women's champion. As in, Rhea's got a very brooding look about her, and this new version of Asuka's got a very, honestly, brooding look about her as well. I feel like you got, it, it, this is the marketer, this is like the, the marketing side of things that I'm looking at. I feel like you want to at least keep one. One wrestler like Rhea, Bianca and then one wrestler like Rhea. Rhea or Asuka. and Asuka are interesting when you just look at them. Yeah. If you know nothing about wrestling, you look at them and you know what they're about. You see Asuka with that face paint, if you want to talk marketing, you see Asuka with that face paint and think, okay, she's creepy. She could probably mess some people up. Then you look at Rhea, then you look at Rhea Ripley and you think, wow, she's like got this whole buff goth girl aesthetic. She could really mess you up so i don't think it's a matter of all are are they similar are they such and such i i could see them both being champions at the same time and since we're on the topic i would kill to see a champion versus champion match with them that would be cool but again if if bianca wins the more i say it the more i talk about it the more confident i get in bianca winning to be honest i just all right well we're a house divided again i'm definitely going bianca for this one all right 
I, I, just, I think you're a lot hotter on Oscar than I am. That's 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 one of the things. I've also been watching longer than you. That's I've got fair. to see Oscar progress. That's I remember fair. when she debuted. I've only and seen everything she's accomplished. She's I, just done so much. She has done more. She's accomplished more in WWE than even Charlotte on paper. Like sure, Char- Charlotte has gotten more, has won more women's championships. But as far as it comes to sole accomplishments, Oscar's really done a lot. Fair. So I, I could see her getting Taking the it off. getting the title. I just I, I just can't see both women's titles changing hands. That's just me though. I don't know, but yeah, I'm gonna go Bianca for this one. Crazier things have happened. Believe me, Fair. much crazier things have happened. Fair. Let's get into the very last match. We are at the main event. Another match of the match of Mania contender, solely for the build and also the talent that's going to be in the ring. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. I did it in one breath that time. Nice. Now, with everything that's happened with the bloodline, Cody Rhodes also returned from his torn pec injury at the Rumble, entered at number 30, and won. Now, you and I, ever since we've been talking wrestling on this podcast, we have really been, we were really wondering... How are they going to fit Cody into this when the bloodline is already such a full story? This is when the Sammy stuff was at its peak. We're like, how are they going to fit him in there? Especially since all this has been going on long before Cody and Roman were ever even in the same room. Yeah. So they end up connecting the stories by tapping into Roman's relationship with Dusty Rhodes. Because Dusty was a huge, huge name in guiding NXT's finest exports like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch and Kevin Owens and even Roman Reigns. And according to Roman, Dusty never even mentioned Cody and Cody himself said that Dusty never gave him any wrestling advice. So now Cody not only needs to win the title, so because no Rhodes has ever won a world title before, but also just to prove you know, his superiority over all these guys that Dusty helped. And he never helped him. So Cody just has to prove it to everyone, prove it to himself. So it's become a lot more personal. And in case that's not enough to make it personal, now Cody's friendship with Sammy and Kevin is starting to irritate Roman because uh, Cody is getting involved in bloodline business. Cody's the reason that Sammy and Kevin come back together. And as of recording, SmackDown is tonight, the night that this drops. Cody and Roman haven't had any more than a handshake with each other. Do you notice that? They haven't laid hands on each other once. They uh, Cody scrapped with the Usos, and that's one of the things that's really getting Roman pissed off with him. He scrapped with the Usos. Uh, he's taught. He's traded words with Paul Heyman, but they've only done a handshake. So I don't know. Maybe SmackDown tonight they'll actually. One of them gets a cheap shot on the other. It all starts boiling over, but I think either way, this is... It started boiling over last week, I think. I think Cody's got much more of a long game type of plan to this whole thing. I think he's thinking out... He's thinking big picture. And I really think Cody is doing a good job of sort of starting to manipulate the bloodline a little bit. Mm-hmm. The way he challenged Solo the other night. You know, he said... You know, Solo wanted to step up to Cody after Cody was talking some... You know, talking his stuff. And then Cody says, I don't think you're ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's really been giving he's, it to Solo. And then, when he's, and then when he's about to step out of the ring, Solo, he says something. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it really ticked him off. 
And so Solo stepped back in the ring and he's about to deliver a Samoan spike. Is that right? Uh-huh. Good job. Samoan spike. Roman stops him. Solo gives Roman a look like, okay, now I'm pissed off. You don't think I'm ready to handle this challenge? Mm-hmm. And then Cody says, just like I thought, you're not ready. Another loose brick in the bloodline. Again, so. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's mind games with Cody, which is which is one of the things he's that's impressed me son. the most so far. He's, he's his been, father's son. He knows how to use words to get to you. Yes, and again, he's it's he's been so good. Every promo that he's done so far has been fantastic since he's since we started this whole storyline. But now this is the one where whoever wins, it probably has the biggest impact, but also no decision to me really seems like a sure shot. Oh, absolutely not. I I want Cody. I want Cody to win. And that is my prediction is Cody. But I could totally see Roman finding some way to win. Because the thing is, like Cody, yes, he has really fleshed out this story. And it's incredible how they've done it. But on, on its surface, Cody winning the title is his whole arc. He's, his whole thing is he wants to win the title that his father was never able to. He wants to become the first Rhodes to be WWE champion. What if he lost and then he has to work even harder to accomplish this? He could become borderline obsessive over this because he ended up fumbling his one shot and he'll do anything to get another one. And that could really flesh out his character and make him winning that much more satisfying. But at the same time, I feel like Cody is the easy choice and the obvious choice on paper. So I'm going with Cody, but I would be very fascinated and interested in seeing Cody lose to see how much further they can take this. I'm going with Roman. I think you didn't Roman's, even have to think. I think Roman's going to win. And I think you're right. It is going to set Cody on this obsessive path. But... Obviously, we predicted that Sammy and KO are going to beat the the Usos. So the bloodline is going to be fractured. No question about it. Whether Cody wins or not, the bloodline is going to be fractured. After Cody loses, I think he's going to realize they are still vulnerable. There is still a vuln- There are cracks in this armor, yeah, like there's never been before. I think what's going to happen is it's going to, and I don't know the specifics of it. I can't point, pinpoint every single thing that's going to take place. No, no, you're but fine. I think that no one some, can book the bloodline. I no th- one can. I think that what's going to happen, it's not going to take all the way to next year's WrestleMania. There's no chance. Oh, no, definitely not. I would say SummerSlam Summer, would be the blow off. SummerSlam. I think that's when Cody is going to take the titles off of Roman, and I think he's going to take them off of Roman with surprise assistance from the bloodline. SNJ. Jimmy and Solo will all step in, if, and that's how Cody if wins. If Cody wins at Mania, that's kind of what I predict would happen. That's but if the, they built it for a few more months, then it would make the blow-off even that, better. I, I was I was very torn on whether I think it's going to happen this time. I just don't think they've built it up quite enough yet to have, It'd be have great it happen to at Mania. have more depth to Cody's story, you know? Yeah. And Give it him would a couple really, more months. It he's, would really subvert expectations, because I'm sure there are a lot of people who think, okay, yeah, well, Cody's totally winning. Like, it was obvious that he was coming back at the rumble it was obvious that he was going to win there yeah and it's obvious that he's going to go against roman and win the title like it seems like this is the obvious choice it's if it's so obvious 
What if we make it not happen? Give 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 the give um the bloodline two two and a half to three more months of Roman absolutely hammering Jay Look, and man. Jimmy for not having titles and not representing the bloodline well and see if that doesn't tick them this off enough to want to turn. This storyline is so hot and it's been so consistent. Keep it going. Yeah. Like, you still got the momentum going. Like, yeah, just until SummerSlam. So, yeah, even though I'm choosing Cody at this point solely for the purpose of one of us winning and one of us losing just to make it a little more competitive. But this is one of those where I'm fine with either. And I am leaning a little more towards let's flesh this out a little more because and, and one of the things I'm most excited about, because we know it's going to come from all this, getting Roman and the Usos up against Sammy, Kevin and Cody. That'll be a banger of a match. Ooh, that is. You didn't think about match. that, did no. you? No, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, is your prediction Roman or Cody? When you say oh, Cody, but are you sticking with Cody or are you switching over? Good. Did I convince you to change your booking? No, the thing is, I was already on the fence. Yeah. But the more I say it out loud, the more I'm changing my own booking. It's just like it's just that it does. I feel it's like getting to the point where Cody winning. I don't know. I do because like, like Cody it, winning. Would be a surprise. Roman winning would be a surprise. It's going to be a shock no matter what because the connotations of either one winning are astronomical. Yeah. And we've never been in a position like this in WWE in ages where it could just, not to be dramatic, change the very foundation of WWE where it is right now. So I'm still going to go with Cody solely for the fact of us like having differing opinions. Because I mean, even if Cody wins, I could see them really... They can still build the bloodline story up with Cody there, you know, like maybe Roman really gets unhinged because the title got taken from him and it changes Roman's character even more. He's done being like the kind of calm, manipulative tribal chief. He starts getting a little more foam in his mouth and he starts really wanting to get those titles. Like he becomes starts feeling like more of a broken man because he doesn't have his titles and he needs to get them back and actually want to hurt people more so than he is now more of the benevolent dictator he's just a straight up monster so it could go either way it's gonna be great man i can't wait i cannot wait next time you hear from us i think a lot of stuff is will have gone down i think a lot of changes have taken place Uh, we are gonna have a lot to talk Uh, about there's going to be our next episode sorry this has been a longer episode but this has been a massive wrestlemania it's a wrestlemania super show like this is our super show so thank you for listening if you enjoyed this, go follow us on social media, subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and just follow us in everything we do, and tell us what you think. Like, honestly, tell us what you think. Maybe, do you agree with our WrestleMania predictions? Do you think we're all, no, you're you're completely off base. Omos is clearly winning. Should Triple H hire us to book future future matches just tell us let us I mean, know yeah honestly Should we never t- come within 50 us? feet of predicting matches and if you're, ever again and if you're an insider source and are kind of really close with wwe if you want to put a little note on triple h's desk that says hey here's a couple of guys here's their contacts uh let me just slide this over with one finger over to the middle of your desk all right i'll go back to what i was doing if you want to do something like that i mean we we, we, we don't condone it but we would appreciate it we ain't gonna complain that's we all we're saying connoisseurs so, yeah. on the ropes Thank you for listening, and we hope to see y'all next time. See y'all.